This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. What we tried to do was bet on at least 43 MLB bets in a single day because allegedly that's what Phil Mickelson, the champion golfer, did according to some of these excerpts that are um, chronicling some of his gambling Habits. I'm Chelsea Messenger, Chris Mack, filling in for Michael Jenkins. Uh, so, Mack, what's the most degenerate thing you've done when it comes to betting? Like, whether it's some kind of bet at a craps table, some bet on, I don't know, like the Cubs and Rockies game. What's the most degenerate thing you've ever done? So, we actually have a segment on Five Star Weekend every Sunday morning, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern, on BetQL, uh, where uh, we do, de- I call it degeneration bets, you know, like the old wrestling stable. Ah, degeneration X. Bets. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, de- the most degen bet I have had this year, I think, was uh, Bangladeshi cricket. Um, oh my they actually gosh. Ups- they upset en- England. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've done that. I've done indoor lacrosse. I've done it, it, every week. We try to get a little stranger. We've we've done horse racing, which isn't quite as degen as as some people would think. But yeah, Bangladeshi cricket had a huge upset win over England. I want to say back in April or May. All counterpoint. I think horse <laughs> racing is the most degenerate because really? they don't have dog racing anymore. If they still had the Greyhound tracks, I think that would be number one. But as far as sports that still get a lot of bets, I think horse racing is number one. Like, think about the people who are constantly talking about horse racing. Are they, like, fans of horses? No, they're just fans no. of action. And this is a sport that has been bet on for years and years and years. Like, who's somebody that you know that bets on the ponies, as they call it? Or you probably don't want to call them out, but do you get what I'm saying? I feel no, like it's the OG degenerate sport. Well, it's it's and it's not passed down enough. Like in high school, I had a job at uh, Champ Sports, you know, the shoe store. The uh, mm-hmm. and, and there was a guy I worked with. He was maybe only two years older than me. He was like 18 or 19. I was 16 or 17. But his dad was a huge fan of going to the the OTB every single day. And this guy introduced me to the world of the OTB and just sitting there and watching all the screens. What's OTB? And, uh, the off-track betting. This is before ah. like we had any kind of legalized gambling. Well, the horse racing was legalized in Pennsylvania. Anyway, here nor there. The point was, people don't pass it down to future generations anymore. They, they, we need some good <laughs> old-fashioned proper degens in our generation, and there's just not enough of them. I'd like to think that that first trip to the OTB when I was 16 – to sit there for like an hour and a half and place meaningless bets on horse races thousands of miles away was 
kind of one of the first things that, that indoctrinated me into the world of sports betting because I realized if I don't know anything about it, I probably shouldn't bet on it. But damn, isn't it fun to bet on things we don't know anything about? Because it's just literally like rolling the dice. But whenever you hear about like an absentee parent or an absentee dad on like any TV oh, yeah. show or movie from like the 1950s, it's like, yeah, dad was always down at the track. So that's <laughs> what I think of when I think of people who bet on horse racing. It's like people who are missing family dinners to go bet on like whoever, Spotty McSpotterson. The, See, we need the to change the narrative. Hole. We need to change the narrative around good old fashioned Why? degenerate gamblers. Because maybe they're not all d- deadbeats. Maybe there's some people who just like to bet on something just for the fun of it. Like we sit here and do our research, and that's that's good. That's great for well-informed bettors. That's why things like BetQL exist, right? Is why we have shows like ours. But every once in a while, <laughs> you want it to feel like you're standing at the roulette wheel or the craps table and place a bet that you really, truly have n- no knowledge about like Bangladeshi cricket or a random race at aqueduct on a Tuesday morning. Well, that's why we bet for fun sometimes. And there is nothing wrong with that either. I don't know. I think I have some, a certain stigma against horse racing. Cause I was a horse girl growing up. Don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Uh, not oh. something that I readily admit. So like, I'm not sold on like how humane horse racing is, but that is another story oh. because I am yeah. fully 100% on board with being degenerate, it's just like the horse racing that, like, I don't know. That's fair. Uh, I mean, if you not to if you've been on the back of one of those beautiful beasts galloping along, and you know, you feel you feel a connection with the horse, right? I get that, I, I, totally, because it's not it's not humane. Let's just be honest; it's it's not good for the horses. I so if if that's your I perspective think some on it, probably I can, enjoy it. Don't you think there are competitive this, horses? Do they know? I think that's a great question. Like, if we had to put a little mechanical rabbit in front of the greyhounds in order to make them race around the track, what are the horses really racing after? Or is it just because they know, man, if I can get through this mile and an eighth fast enough, this tiny little dummy on top of me will stop whipping me. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I think that's the mentality of the losers, but I think the winners Mm. truly are competitive. Horses are smart. Like, what a weird conversation we're having about horses and their minds. We don't know. We're not equine science experts here on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. But what we are experts on is being degenerates. And that's exactly what me and Jenks did yesterday because we tried to bet on 43 MLB bets. Jenks actually got the quantity out there. I did not. But here's how it went because this was our little experiment to see if you should actually be betting on this many baseball bets. I thought to myself, no one should ever bet on this many bets in a single day. But I'll tell you this. Jenks did pretty darn well. Overall, Mark, 25-18 and one. He had six home run bets, went one and five in those. Uh, Three and six on full game money lines. But first five money line, 
is where Jenks was eating. 3-0 on those bets. For me, I only got 16 on the board because your girl speaks really slowly and we only had two minutes in each <laughs> segment. I went 8, 6, and 2 overall. But the strikeout props were really good for me. 7-2 and two on my strikeout props, including two of them for plus money. So that was uh, a good call from your girl. So maybe that's where I should be betting. But overall, it was stressful and exhausting. And I think the takeaway from me is that I do not want to be sweating that many bets. What's what's the most bets that you've ever had on the card in a single day? I'm thinking I, probably I, NFL Sundays. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think I've had a few NFL Sundays where I probably had a side or a total on every game or nearly every game and then like a prop or two in each game as well. I've probably gone into a few NFL Sundays with like, 30 bets on the board, but that's an NFL Sunday. That's not like an average Tuesday in the middle of June and betting on, I I, I don't know, is, is Ronald Acuna Jr. going Rockies. to have three and a half total bases? Right. I, I mean, that's, that's where we're really, I, you guys did impressively well though for racing through it. What? 33, 24 and three. That's, that's a pretty good percentage for just basically ripping through as many bets as possible. But also, you've got to remember that we do a three-hour betting show five days True. a week. Phil Mickelson is not doing that. I yeah. highly doubt that Phil Mickelson was looking at righty-lefty splits before placing 43 <laughs> MLB wagers in a single day. So I think that is the Surgeon General's warning. Not to say, like, we do this for a living. It's just that, like, ours our gut feelings, but also we are researching these plays just about every day. So like the gut feeling is probably backed in some sort of logic, not to toot my own horn, because I feel like if I did this each and every day of the week, that it would probably not go well for me each and every day. But this is how gambling pulls you in because you have one good night where you win a bunch of bets and you're like, mm. I am the smartest person alive. <laughs> and then you bet on 25 games again the next day and you go, oh, and 25. I've had so many moments like this at the craps table because I used to live in Las Vegas. And before that, I lived in oh, Reno. No. So we actually oh, no. lived at casinos. So I know a thing or two about getting pulled in by the casinos and they get you every time. The problem is leaving the casino. That is the toughest part. Yeah, that's because uh, you don't know what time it is, right? They pump in the oxygen, there's no windows, and you're just left wondering, is it 8 a.m. or 8 p.m.? And how much time, how, how long have I been at this table and how much money did I spend? You're right, though. Like You, you guys have a, a base of knowledge from doing the show every single day that is built up throughout the season that like those things definitely help you as you get ready to sit down and try and place 43 bets in one day it's just but that's that's dangerous you lived in the casino <laughs> uh yeah and I also was unemployed and all I did was follow oh my, my husband and husband around for baseball so I literally had nowhere to be so I was like guess I'll sit at the craps table because the game's not till 6 p.m tonight so yes it was dangerous but it led me to here so it was a godsend because at the moment people were probably thinking, oh my God, Chelsea hasn't worked in a while. 
She's at the craps table every single day. Her life's downward spiraling. Right. Joke's on you guys. I got a job off of it. Now I work in yeah, gambling. Take so. that, everybody. Yeah. Chelsea haters. <laughs> oh, life's funny like that. All, all roads lead to somewhere. It's not always the road that you expected to take, but sometimes it can be the best one. Well, the roads are not leading to good places for the Tampa Bay Rays because the big headline yesterday in Major League Baseball was Shane McClanahan of the Tampa Bay Rays is now due to have Tommy John surgery. This means he might miss all of 2024. It was already a dagger that the ace of the Rays staff was going to miss this season, a team that started off red hot. They've cooled off a little bit since then, but still injuries have absolutely decimated the Rays this season. When it comes to their pitching staff, Shane McClanahan now out. We knew Tyler Glass now missed part of the season already. He's back at least uh, in the rotation, but they are missing Jeffrey Springs. They are missing Drew Rasmussen, and the list goes on and on for the Rays. How big of a dagger is this mentally for a team that had a good shot to win the World Series this year? It's huge. And you can tell that they've had difficulty dealing with all these injuries because since they started to pile up, this isn't the team we saw in April and May. Since June 9th, they're what? 26 and 31, five games under 500. And sure. they've lost their, their what was once an ironclad grip on the top of the division. Now it's just get us to October, please. Right. Yeah, it's depressing for the Rays. But we'll see how they bounce back because all we know that the Rays seem to grow pitchers on trees. Maybe they have more prospects on the way. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.